Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Welcome friends to another r slash Entitled Parents video. Today we've got some hard-hitting Entitled Parents stories, and our first story of the day is from the male Hawkeye. Entitled Mom yells at teenagers and has security called on her. For context, I, 18-year-old male, am a lifeguard, and my pool's located within a much larger campus. We operate as both a campus facility and a private swim club. A membership to our swim club costs $350 for a family of eight, comes with five free guest passes, all good for up to eight people, and access to the entire campus. Every clap of thunder is 30 minutes of closed water, every strike of lightning is an hour. When we close for thunder, patrons are supposed to avoid all water and remain on the deck. And when we close for lightning, patrons are supposed to remain under shelter and away from all bodies of water. Two weeks before this story, we'd experienced a microburst that took down several trees and knocked a power line into a body of water directly across our one and only entrance to the campus. Obviously, without a way to access the pool, we were closed for two days. One family in particular comes into our pool every chance they get, now referred to as the Smiths. They're there so often that I know all three children by name and have spoken to their mother on multiple occasions. Obviously, I'll be changing all the names for privacy. I have never hated children more than I hate these three. This entire family could get their own posts, so I won't even begin to dig into them. But their aunt occasionally brings her children with the rest of the family, now referred to as the Davids, as she did today. At the time of the story, the day before posting, my supervisor Trigon had left for a con in DC a few hours earlier. Okay, so on to the story. Due to constant thunder, we opened our deck to the swim club like normal, but informed everyone entering that they were unable to enter the water. For the most part, families were understanding that we have no control over the situation and either waited patiently for the water to open or decided to go home. All was going smoothly until the oldest and worst Smith boy walked through the door. We informed him and his younger brother that the water was closed due to the weather and they both informed the rest of their party. This should have been our first red flag. Mama David walked past our desk with her gaggle of children and, to our faces, mentioned something along the lines of not hearing any thunder, but she didn't protest further and kept walking. The kids, both Smith and David, had brought reusable water balloons, so we were allowing them to refill a bucket for them with an outdoor shower a few feet away from us. Eventually, they had been using it so much that it was becoming a safety concern and we told the kids that they weren't allowed to fill their balloons with pool water or with our shower head. Once or twice they tried to run back and refill it super quick once Mama David came and filled it. I don't remember what I was doing but I'd stepped away from our front desk to do lifeguard things and was returning as my manager, Starfire, 17 year old female, was once again telling them they were no longer allowed to use the shower. I had to pass the party on my way back, and as I passed them, Mama David had stopped me to argue about why we wouldn't allow them to use the shower, both the safety of the families and the safety of the guards. As time went on, the children behaved like children, 
constantly running to our front desk to ask when the water would open again, and groaning each time we had to reset the clock. Now, any normal parent would hear rolling thunder and take their children home, as several families did, but if you're an entitled parent, you sit and you wait and you complain. Eventually, we reopened the water. Trigon had told us to close at 4, but we decided to wait out our lightning timer and allow the kids in the water for 30 minutes and then close at 5. We announced that the water would be opening for half an hour and then everyone would have to leave. Legally, the water should not have been open. As soon as I finished our opening announcement, we heard thunder, but we let it slide. At this point, it's important to mention out that our oldest guard present was 18, our youngest was 17. Mama David and Mama Smith both approached our front desk. They began asking why we were only open for 30 minutes and pointing out that the sun was out and the rain had gone away. Starfire explained to her that it wasn't our call and that Trigon had told us what to do. Mama David continued complaining that the sky was clear and the chance of rain had decreased. We once again informed her that it was not our call and she was welcome to call Trigon to question him about it. We told her where she could find his number and, despite him working at a con out of town, he would be incredibly likely to answer his phone as we'd just gotten off the phone with him a few minutes prior. Despite us telling her how to find his number, she began asking for his personal number. We offered to call him for her and she finally seemed satisfied. I am very gossipy. As soon as the woman walked away, I jumped from my chair and ran to tell my co-workers, Raven, 18-year-old female, and Gizmo, 17 non-binary, and Starfire followed soon after. Starfire had just gotten off the phone with Trigon, who told her to call security and remove the entire party if they continue to behave this way, and to give them his work number and to have them call him if they have questions. We waited patiently in the bathroom as Starfire went and talked to Mama David. A few minutes later, Starfire returned and seemed visibly shaken up. Mama David had began demanding we tell her Trigon's work number, and Starfire explained that Trigon is her father and that all of the guards know him personally, so we don't know his work number, as we have no need for it. Mama David began screaming at Starfire, and was still yelling as she walked back to us. We once again called Trigon, who called our security guard. Our security arrived a few minutes later, as I was switching my final co-worker, Robin, 17-year-old female. Mama David, while being escorted out, was still yelling and began threatening our security guard with calling Trigon and filing a complaint. According to Mama David, she was close friends with our CEO's wife, who does not work for the company. Unfortunately, our CEO was walking past the pool as security was walking the family out. The family left the pool, but decided to sit in the field directly behind Robin's car, essentially blocking her in. Eventually, Raven's mother and Gizmo's mother had both arrived at the same time, and both parked beside Robin. After the entire family had settled in the grass, our CEO walked into the pool and pulled Starfire outside to explain the situation. When Starfire told him what Mama David had said about his wife, he asked who the woman even was. Eventually, almost an hour after the entire ordeal had ended, Trigon and our CEO advised us all to leave together and not interact with the family as they were still sitting in the grass, this time with the addition of CEO's wife. The funniest part is that while the rest of her family moved as we pulled into the grass, Mama David stayed put with her toddler in her lap, maybe a foot from our back tire. I'm assuming this is a free and public service. 
and I find it so disappointing for this entitled mom to be demanding and putting down and harassing all these people that do honestly what you could consider as like community charity work. I mean, they do get paid for it. Like me, are you guys also just totally worried for those kids most of all? Like, how likely is it for those kids to grow up to be just awful people like their mom? It's kind of inevitable, right? Let me know down in the comments. Our next story is from Need Help Math. Parents feel entitled to choose who I can date or not. I, 27-year-old female, and my boyfriend, 22-year-old male, have been together for six months now, but before that we were friends for a long while. He was at an exchange program at my university, and we just hit it off. He's basically my best friend. I can talk to him about anything, and I feel incredibly safe and protected by him. My parents are Muslims, mom's Asian, and my dad's Arab. The thing is, he's a recent convert. He's converted before we met, actually, so it was entirely his decision. So chances of my parents being against him is 150% or more. Just the other day, my aunt asked me if I was seeing anyone. I didn't tell her I was dating or anything of the sort, just that I had a friend I liked. She asked for a picture. I shared it with her. I said I liked him and he likes me, but he's a convert and he's younger than me. She asked which religion is he from. I said that his parents are Buddhist. I never mentioned his race to her either. She said he was cute, but she's against it because of the age difference. I'm supposed to be the younger one in the relationship. A few days later, while going on a horridly long drive with my mom, she started bringing up topics about women who marry recent converts being cursed that their children will be born handicapped, their husbands will cheat on them eventually, and that the guys are only converting because of the girl, not for themselves. So the guy will revert back to whatever their original religion was. She kept asking to see my phone and see if I was going out with anyone, kept accusing me of keeping secrets from her. She proceeded to tell me that my dad dreamt of me being in a bathtub with a black Nigerian man with horns and having my back turned on my parents in the dream. The year before, my dad dreamt I was naked in a hot tub with some ugly fat guy. I don't freaking know. So now my dad's crying because he thinks the devil is one and made me stray from the path. I was looking for something on my mom's phone, a video. I scrolled down, and there it was. My boyfriend's pic in her phone, sent by my aunt. I felt betrayed, but I kept it quiet. I wanted to see where this is going. Today, my mom told me that she dreamt of a Chinese man wearing all red, bowing before her and bobbing his head. That is so racist, I don't even know what to say anymore. She asked me again, much more sternly this time, am I seeing anyone? I said I liked someone. She asked if he had slanted eyes. Racist Asian mom language, is he Chinese? I said yes. How long have you known him? Two years. You've been keeping quiet. I told you that I need to screen every single one of your boyfriends. I don't like this guy. He's a convert, has slanted eyes, and is a lot younger than you. It'll never work out. I don't approve of him. No wonder your father's been crying. He was right. She wants me to be with someone of similar age, or he needs to be older than me, come from a line of Muslims, is an original Muslim, and is religious, and no Buddhist or Chinese because they hate Muslims and will do whatever it takes to stray Muslims from the right path. My heart just broke. I don't know, deep down, I wanted them to be okay with this. I feel betrayed by my aunt. I feel like I'm being trapped by my parents. It's gotten to the point where I might just wait till everybody dies before I start to date openly. I love being with him, but I think he deserves better. 
I'm fine with being single. I'll be sad, sure, but at least I won't make my parents cry over it. I hate making them sad or disappointing them. I can't move out because in Islam, it's illegal for a woman to live on her own. I also can't elope or marry my boyfriend if we choose to do so because I need blessings from my parents in order to get married. I'm sorry my mind's a mess right now. I really don't know how to deal with this situation. This is mainly why I never introduced them to my other boyfriends. Because I guess deep down I knew they'd never accept who I choose. So this is pretty disheartening. I'll probably never look for a relationship ever again if this is how the outcome will always be. It's put me off completely. I care about them a lot and I don't want to make them sad, but on the other hand, if I do marry someone they approve of, I'm going to be honest, it would probably be just for them. I'd probably silently resent my future husbands for this and it's not fair. I'll be sad if I marry someone they approve. I can't choose who I like. They'll be sad if I marry someone they don't approve. Feels like the best way is to just not get married, to be honest. I definitely feel for OP and the question on my mind is are those rules that OP mentioned actual laws where they're at? Is it actually impossible for them to elope because they have to have parental approval? Do they actually live in a country where it is illegal for a woman to live on her own? And is it altogether impossible to leave that country if so desired? I'm aware there's definitely places where it probably is that way, but I'm wondering if this is more just OP restricting themselves than it is necessarily their environment. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Our next story is from Nuke D World. You need to be us forever. I'm from Southeast Asia and belong to a pretty orthodox family. They've used me as a punching bag my entire life. Now when I finally have a career, they want to grab onto me. A little background, I'm a law student and have been planning to do my post-grad abroad. The entire process takes a bit more than 6 months or so. Last year, I was told to give a few exams and I did it. My mom knew about it. We were in contact with an agency that helps students prepare their documentations for these studies. All my mom had to do was update them with my results and I thought she did. A few months had passed and I kept reminding her to take updates from the agency and she absolutely berated me for being too much. Now, a few months later, my family kept asking me about what I'm going to do and I asked my mom whether or not she was in touch with the agency to which she replied, I forgot because your brother was going to college. I was too shocked to say anything to her. Honestly, I know my parents hate me and have been using me my entire life. I just asked to do the process by myself and at least try my best to get into a university. I prepared everything during my undergrad exams and got into three of the top universities in the UK. It was the first time in my life that I was proud of myself, but my parents realized that they won't be able to piggyback on me there, so they wanted me to look for a university in Canada. My mother lied to me that she had made a bad investment and won't be able to pay for university, which she was okay with when she asked to begin the process. Later, she asked me to look for postgrad in Canada. I was too exhausted to deal with this BS again and told her no, and what's the point when she doesn't have the money in the first place? She freaking admitted she didn't tell me because she thinks the UK is populated by Muslims and I would run off with one. Funny they were okay with marrying me off to an abusive jerk who threatened to impregnate me when I told him I didn't want kids, but not okay with me finding a nice guy. I couldn't believe what I just heard. 
I'm too tired of her lies, and honestly the sole reason I wanted to study abroad was move away from her and her husband and her son. I recently got into a Canadian university, and parents are excited. I'm really not. It's not in law, and I've been set back at least four years in my life. They don't care about it, and all they talk about is how it's so great for my brother and them that I'll take them in and pay for them to settle in because their investment in me is finally paying off. My dad literally said, I'm going to come and live with you and you'll stay with us forever. Honestly, that statement haunts me. I am way past the time where I ask why me or why they're doing this, but I just had to applaud their acts of entitlement, which has cost me my career because they wanted to live in Canada. It's funny that they still think costing my dream college was a good decision for me and how I owe them for their investment in me. I'm writing to vent this out. I am exhausted. Needless to say, I think the path forward for OP is regardless of wherever they go and whatever career they can turn out from all of this, save up, don't give that family a dime, and move far away, change your number, change your address, delete your Facebook or whatever if you have to. You don't owe these people anything, and you deserve to live your own life happily elsewhere without them. This next story is from Electrical Air 3329 Guilt Tripping Mom. I live in my hometown. My sister and I share a house that we rent. We see our parents weekly for a dinner or to hang out, sometimes even more than once a week. For a lot of people who have moved out of their hometown, they probably only see their parents once every few months, or less. So I feel like I have a close relationship with them since we see each other every week. I've also kind of nicely mentioned to my mom that some parents don't see their kids often, and she's lucky that we're still here and see her often. This post is mainly about my mom because my dad's very chill and doesn't guilt trip or feel entitled to our time. My mom and dad recently split up for time apart since there's been some issues and my mom's now staying at my grandma's house, which is about 5 minutes from my work. She's been there for about 2 weeks now and I've gone over on my lunch break twice already to visit. My sister was already there for one of the 2 days I popped by to visit. Last night, my mom came over to hang with my sister and I and my mom goes, you know, I'm only five minutes away, and you could stop by on your lunch break by yourself, and not just because your sister's there. Kind of guilting me and making it seem like the only reason I've went to visit is because my sister is also there. I explained that one of the two times I came, I was by myself, and it's only been two weeks. I also told her that since I only have a 30-minute lunch, I like to listen to a podcast and drive around and clear my head. She basically was acting like I never wanted to hang out with her or something because I hadn't come over on my lunch break even though I was literally over there two times last week, one of them being when my sister was not there. Next thing, my mom brings up about how bad I am at answering her calls and she feels like I don't care about her and that for me it's out of sight, out of mind. This is just factually untrue considering I've answered 99.9% of her calls, or at least called her back after I see a missed call. She was like, oh well, I called Friday, and I told her I was busy doing something and didn't see her call, and then the next day I had to help set up a baby shower and was busy. I then started getting defensive because I told her she brought up this thing about my sister and I not calling her enough or missing her call and we've told her many times that it's nothing personal. It's not a reflection of us not caring about her and that we're just busy adults and sometimes miss calls. It's not that deep. And she always tries to turn this around and be like, well, would you miss your friend's call? 
It's just so guilt trippy and her projecting some sort of insecurity or something and I am fed up. She then brought up before she left how I need to work on not getting defensive when dealing with confrontation. In my head I'm thinking, obviously I'm getting defensive. We've had the same conversation many times. And you always try to guilt me about not answering my phone or not calling enough and making huge statements about how I must not care about her because I didn't answer her call. Overall, I'm just looking for thoughts or advice from someone familiar with this type of situation or relationship with your parent. To me, it seems like OP's mom doesn't really have enough people involved in their life. I think they're just overly lonely and frankly, they're wanting their own kids to be, I would say, as available as somebody that's like dating or married to them. If you ask me, I think this mom needs to find some kind of hobby or friend group or something. Something that just kind of takes their days and makes them a little bit more busier. You know, generate an environment where they're not sitting around hoping that their kids call them back every single day or drops by more than a couple times a week. I know that's not feasible just at the drop of a hat, but I definitely think that would be the most optimal thing. This next story is from Demo Man Gaming. We don't have cotton candy flavored ice cream. So I work at a small ice cream shop. The stuff here arguably tastes better than most of the bigger chain places around. And our biggest chain place sucks. Most of the locations are understaffed and going out of business. Part-time hours, minimum wage, pretty much every high school job you ever had. Anyway, it's a slow day, but most of them are. A mother walks in with her son, probably seven to nine or so. There hadn't been a customer in over half an hour, and I was checking my texts. As long as we fulfill our duties, the boss doesn't care. He was on his phone too. Right off the bat, she says, employees shouldn't be on their phones because of customers. People where I live are insulting. And she's somewhat right, I guess, so I shook that off quickly and apologized, began taking their order. She orders a chocolate waffle cone. Simple. The kid wants cotton candy ice cream. Problem is, we didn't have that one. I think we did at one point, but not anymore. So I say the whole BS, oh sorry ma'am, we don't have that one. If you work in fast food you know exactly what I'm talking about. You don't mean it but you say it to be nice. She was actually okay with it and just asked if I could check again or maybe in the back freezer. Since as far as I remember there was cotton candy at one point, I thought there might be old stuff in the back. Probably not edible but hey, expiration dates I can read. Not surprisingly there was none there so I go to my boss. Yeah, he went out on lunch or something, I don't freaking know, but he was gone. So I go to her to inform her that we absolutely do not have cotton candy ice cream. And then crap got real. She steps about as close to the counter as possible without going on top of it to say, My son wants cotton candy ice cream, and if he doesn't get it, we aren't leaving. Yeah, I try to talk to him directly to see if there's anything else he would want. He didn't respond with a word. I don't even know if he was currently listing on our parallel plane. He was like, zoned out. Not for long, a shrieking, hey, from the mother, and we both bolt our heads at her. I said, cotton candy flavored ice cream. Everybody has it, don't lie to me, and we want it, and a discount for your disrespectfulness. The kid looked like he really didn't want to be in this situation, but also like he didn't care at the same time. Reading the posters on the wall... I don't even know what to say anymore because I don't want to get fired. But being friendly was off the table at this point. By now, anything we give her, she wouldn't pay for to begin with. So screw it. 
My boss is somewhat easygoing, but he probably wouldn't put up with her either anymore, so I break. Lady, we already have a freaking problem. You're going nuts because you want something we don't have. Not surprisingly, didn't make her any happier. Now she's pacing, maybe preparing for a charge through the wall and into the freezer to prove me wrong or something. Eventually she just yells, screw this, we're going to friendlies, and storms out with the kid. Someone walked in who, I'm gonna guess, saw her pacing and screaming through the window and boldly asks, what the heck just happened? To which we both started laughing. Then the phone rings. Obviously, since I'm still laughing and it's just the phone, I don't put it together that it might be her. And it was her, although I couldn't tell at first because it was supposedly the agency of the Better Business Bureau. Yeah, I'm not that smart. I should have picked up on that. Essentially, Sharon with the agency says that there's been numerous complaints lodged with the agency about our specific location, stating that there were numerous problems with the distribution of items and a freaking sexual harassment case. Then I look out the window, and one of the parking spaces facing the sidewalk, a white Toyota with a lady screaming or freaking head off into a cell phone, so I make up crap into the phone. I say, okay, we get it, we'll fix things. Just get the freaking cop with a shotgun to stop knocking on the door. The guy who came in after she left, then, in a stroke of freaking Nobel Prize winning genius, screams, oh crap, they found the drugs, and signaled for me to hang up, which after banging the phone on the counter, accident, but it might have sounded like a door breaking in, I did. Remember I said she was backed in, in one of the spots against the sidewalk? Yeah, she backed right over the curb and was gone. Bonus, my boss never came back from the, I'm gonna guess, lunch break. So, you'll hear about all of this tomorrow. Honestly, I kinda live for people like that guy who strolled in from the outside just asking what went on and was so down to just, like, play a role in this weird Karen call. That's the kind of dude that just seems like they're rolling through life, enjoying every single day. They see this opportunity here to just jump into this call and play a part and they're like, heck yeah, I'm gonna do that. Our next story is from innocuous macabre, mother-in-law takes the cake. To be clear for the story, my birthday's a hard time for me due to CPTSD, and this act of entitlement is the latest of an on-string of entitlement from years before. My mother-in-law didn't feel like attending my birthday because it wasn't to her liking. We had plans to go to the water park before celebrating that day. She ended up making the day about herself by declaring she found this new path near our house she had to take. She expected us to stay home and leave the door unlocked for her because she didn't want to carry anything at all. When we told her we had plans, she asked why. We had to re-explain it was my birthday. She went on her merry way anyways. She managed to get back at a decent time and off we were. We got back, went to the place to celebrate, and came back for cake. We bought a $26 macaron full sheet cake, colorful pastry cookies, if anyone wanted to know. I had one slice, my significant other had one slice. Within two days, she ate the entire cake by herself. My partner knew I had a hard time eating, especially around my birthday, and didn't gorge himself on the cake. I went to go grab a slice to find my mother-in-law ate through my entire birthday cake. Honestly, this is one of those situations where you need to call her out and hold her accountable and you hope, and I mean you hope, that your significant other can do the same with you despite it being their mom. Or else, frankly, that's a huge red flag. 
And our final story of the day is from Jurassic Park 24. Grandma told me I was going to hell at my birthday dinner. For some context, my father died when I was very young and he was gay. So my grandmother didn't think he was a good influence slash parent. Divorce left my mom a single parent more or less because my dad really did have a lot going on at the time and wasn't fit to be the sole provider for me. So she relied on my grandparents, my father's parents, for a lot. Because of this, my mom was very reliant on them for money and usually just let my grandmother have her way about things. Something she got her way about until I turned 18 was that I went to Catholic school. I was an altar girl at church, was ordained to give out the Eucharist during Mass, the whole shebang. On to the story, I was turning 19 and had just moved home that summer for my first year of college. I couldn't afford a second year there, so I moved home and was enrolling in community college. Since I was home for my birthday, my grandparents offered to take me out for dinner. Diners were always their jam, so I picked one that I liked and we go to dinner and we're having a nice time. Then they bring the bill. Grandpa gets up to pay at the counter, as is typical with American diners, and that's when she strikes. Alone at the table with my grandmother for the occasion of my birthday, she proceeds to tell me how disappointed she is that I've stopped going to church, how she feels I'm wasting the Catholic education she convinced my mother I needed, presumably so I didn't turn out gay like my father, and that this deeply saddens her as I'm surely going to hell as a result. I was stunned. She'd never spoken to me like this before. I don't even know how I responded. I genuinely don't remember. What I do remember is realizing in that moment that nothing I ever accomplished would ever be good enough for her if it didn't include her faith as well. Grandpa came back to the table and she immediately shut up. Grandpa would never have let her say anything like that to me. And certainly not at a celebration for my birthday. It was like... Once I turned 18 and was really, finally able to start making decisions for myself, she realized she was losing control of me. I have plenty more stories of her. She's been a constant presence in my life for years. Like the time she tricked me into visiting my father's grave. Just not sure how well-received grandparent stories are on the sub. Let me just say, as far as this sub goes and the stories, it could be parents, it could be grandparents. Heck, as far as I'm concerned, it could be the aunt or uncle and it would still make for a great entitled parent story. While I think the true spirit is with parents, I think any adult relative that is just insane, narcissistic, entitled, that's the stuff that totally fits the bill here. And honestly, for OP's sake, I'm glad that they have control of their life. And if I were to say anything to OP, I would say keep disappointing your grandma. Do what you want to do. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another Entitled Parent story that was way crazier than any of the ones in this video, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the one on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.